0: My eyes could not believe the headline I read this morning. And when I figured out who was from, I nearly choked in my coffee, David Greising. But let me read the headline first. (laughs) Believe it or not, billionaires make Illinois politics better by David Greising, someone I respect, former Tribune reporter who's head of the BGA, the Better Government Association. And my first thought was, has David been kidnapped, David? Have you been kidnapped? Are you being held against your will and forced to write these things? What is going on? And how are you this afternoon?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thanks, Anna. I, I'm doing well. Thank you very much. And thanks for the kind words. Uh you know, I've just been struck by uh you know, this kind of villainization of billionaires that is happening both on the national level and at the local level. And I've also been quite intrigued by the sort of billionaire versus billionaire thing that we're seeing between Ken Griffin, the state's richest person, and Governor J. B. Pritzker, himself also a billionaire. And, and I just thought I'd weigh in and say it's a little uh, more complicated than uh, people might think that, that, yes, there are bad billionaires, but there also are good billionaires. And frankly, I think that Ken Griffin, by raising some of the issues that he's raising, uh, is, is really committing sort of a public service.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, he's made a lot of comments directed at Governor Pritzker. Most recently, he said that he will run someone against him and that person will win and I will put my full backing behind him. And he's got, what, 40 billion or something? He's the richest man in Illinois. I, I, I don't, that kind of talk, I wonder, you know, that just, that, that highlights to me some of the problems we see is that you have to have the backing of a billionaire. You've got to have the backing of these big money interests in order to even run for politics anymore. That can't be good.
1: No, but that's the world we live in. And frankly, and the point I made in the column is that, okay, if J.B. Pritzker were left to his own devices, then that billionaire would get to make all of his decisions. I think probably had Ken Griffin not intervened, the graduated income tax, the so-called fair tax uh, would have passed. I'm not going to take a position on that issue per se. Uh, Set that aside. The real thing is, uh, if you don't have Ken Griffin standing up to say, wait a minute, Let's talk this through before people vote on it. Then you've just got one billionaire dominating. We're Billionaires are here whether we like it or not. And I guess I was saying that uh, it's good to have at least some uh, controversy between those two so that some of these issues get aired out.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're, I guess you're right. You have one on the, representing different interests. And if you didn't have that, it would be pretty lopsided. I mean, and it, it, you're, you're underlying, though, the issue that money in politics matters, aren't you?
1: Well, absolutely. It does. There's no denying that. And if we lived in a different, uh, you know, with different rules in, the, in our uh, politics, in our country, things might be different. But we do live in a capitalist society where there are going to be wealthy people. And the, polit- the, the way the laws are written, it allows billionaires to throw their weight around in these ways. I mean, that goes back at least to the Constant, you know, the, the Supreme Court ruling in the Citizens United case, where basically they took the lid off of all kinds of political spending. And so we're, we're kind of stuck with that world. And I guess what I was saying is that um, uh, in that world, uh, it's, we, we shouldn't just treat everybody who has a lot of money as if they're, they're a villain. It started with this uh, Neil Bloom, the real estate magnate, saying that uh, he hates to identify him as a self as a billionaire these days because he feels like he's a criminal. And, and I think that's, uh, that's a fair point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't look at him as a criminal. I, I don't look at any of them as criminals. I just feel as if when we look at the process, it is deeply concerning to me that, that this this whole idea that special interests and money and billionaires have an over are overweighted in the amount of influence they have. And you're right, that's it. That We got to accept that. You saw Citizens United 10 years ago allow even more of that to happen. Um, do you take a, a stance on those kinds of things at the Better Government Association? Are you trying to lobby on behalf of any of those issues?
1: Well, no, you know, that's a, that's a federal issue, and the Supreme Court has made itself very, very clear. We tend to work, focus on state issues, and, and we, don't, we haven't really focused on campaign spending and some of the other things that you're raising. If I had my way, I would have ruled differently in Citizens United. I don't like the idea that, uh, that spending on campaigns is, is as unfettered as it is, uh, and it would be great to see that change. That's not an issue that the B.J. has taken up, But I would imagine that if there were a legitimate movement to kind of uh, rewrite these rules, we would be uh, supportive of it. The thing is, there's not. And there's not because the Supreme Court has said, here's the game. Uh, Basically, people can spend whatever they want uh, to, and companies especially, can spend what they want to uh, pursue their own political interests. And there's not a lot we can do about that unless the Supreme Court which is not expected unless the Supreme Court kind of reverses that kind of a ruling.
0: Right. And we don't see that happening, at, at least not at the moment. We'll see. What you write here is in an ideal world of politics, the pre- predilections of billionaires would be of no major public consequence, what you're telling us now. But it's naive to overlook the rules they play. From Sheldon Adelson to George Soros, billionaires have targeted their spending to influence policy and elections. Many dozens more are less open and obvious about it. Dark money types who cover their tracks. That's more of the campaign spending thing. But your point about the Illinois billionaire's covering uh, a lot of different issues, spending money to raise awareness about the issues and that the fact that we've got a a, a kind of a balanced billionaire situation here when it comes to which side they're on is a point taken. Uh, John Williams earlier today had Elisa Kaplan on. I want to play back a little bit about what she said, David, and hear hear what you say about this, because she's with an independent group. And she didn't she didn't agree with most of what you said here. But let's let's hear what she had to say and you can respond
2: concern really is anytime you have a very small group of people um in this case it's really just two jb pritzker and and ken griffin one a hedge fund manager the other an heir to an enormous uh hotel fortune um dictating the conversation or at the very least dominating the conversation the political conversation in illinois and there are a lot of problems with that. I mean, first of all, no healthy democracy should have uh, such overwhelming power in such a small number of hands. And secondly, rich people don't have the same interest as the rest of us. And there's been numerous studies that show this. And so anytime you have two people who have very little in common with your average Illinois and certainly very little in common with you and me, I'm guessing – um, with this overwhelming power to get their message out, this huge megaphone they have to speak because of their wealth, that's an enormous problem, and it just it doesn't make for a healthy democracy, no matter whether you like the outcome, as, um, as David Greising seemed to with the Progressive Tax Amendment, or if you don't, there's nothing to celebrate in this
0: kind of system. David Greising, you know her, I think. Elisa Kaplan is her name. Reform for Illinois is her group. What do you say when you hear that?
1: Well, I, I think Elisa makes some fair points. I, like her, I, I would prefer that the billionaires not have special political standing. I was trying to deal with the reality of it. And it's interesting, uh, on the point she made about our interests are different than the interests of billionaires, uh, she may have a point, but think about it. When it comes to the progressive tax issue, or the fair tax amendment, as, as Governor Bridger called it, we got a very thorough airing of that issue. Because two billionaires were on opposite sides of it and really wanted to air it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I'm not sure that her point really holds when you consider the fact that, yeah, our interests may be different in some ways, but those two are on opposite ends of the political spectrum, and they duked it out on behalf of many, many more of us. And frankly, I was very struck when Pritzker lost the vote that he talked about the way that, the you know, the big money on the other side had manipulated public opinion. I think that's, frankly, a condescending view toward voters. I think voters were, were treated to uh, a really serious debate about what was going on. And Governor Pritzker's amendment lost not just because of the finances of it, but because of a lack of trust in government, mm-hmm. because he failed to take on the pension reform, which is so desperately needed in this state. Voters are smart. I don't think people should kind of uh, think that just because a lot of money was thrown at the issue that voters can't make their own. Uh, wise decisions.
0: And I agree with that. We heard from so many of our listeners, they felt it wasn't about just believing the hype of some of the commercials they heard, or the ads one way or the other. It was that they truly feel as if the state of Illinois is asking them to pay so much so far, and it just feels as if they didn't trust government to keep taxing them uh, to solve the problems. They didn't feel that that was the right way to go. David Gryson, can you stand by for just a second here? I want to get back to your column, Believe It or Not, Billionaires Make Illinois Politics Better. And uh, <laughs> you're taking some heat today, I'm guessing. I'm, I'm guessing. Because uh, that uh, headline... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a great headline. It and really nice. was. i the <laughs> Yeah, hold on. Thanks. Okay, thanks, David. Hold on a second. David Greising with the BGA is here. What are you hearing in result of your column today? Believe it or not, billion- billionaires make <laughs> Illinois politics better. Give, give us a little little taste, David. What are you hearing? Uh, yeah, yeah, this is one of those columns that
1: definitely touched a nerve. I, I've, I've heard from people who uh, spoke out much as lisa kaplan did about the fact that it's unfair it's not democratic etc um, i've not heard a lot of support for the point <laughs> i was making i i think that people uh they're drawing far broader conclusions uh from the column than the point that i was making which was relatively narrow is that we are being well served in the way that these particular billionaires are uh are are airing these issues and I tried not to take sides, really, on any particular issue. And uh, you know, the, the people who, who uh, like J.B. Pritzker and are likely to reelect him uh, to office, uh, they've made their own peace with the idea that this is a billionaire who funded his own campaign, who pays their, his staff from his own wallet, not just from state resources, who traveled over to Europe on his own dime, et cetera. Those things are at point is right. Those things are not typical of our democracy. They're probably not best practices. Uh, that's not those aren't the issues that I was addressing. I was just saying these two people really, whatever they might believe, uh, they're at least being substantive. They're dealing with serious issues. And because we have a couple of them who are at opposite ends of the political spectrum, we're getting a pretty spirited debate.
0: Yeah, and you also point out just the philanthropy aspect of the putting money into neighborhoods and programs and culture, um, and and all of those kinds of things at yeah, universities and the arts and things like that. That that's we're you know we're we're lucky to have folks who are spending money in those areas too and care about this community. Um, David Kreisman, before I let you go, I know you have a podcast, The Madigan Rule, where you talk about the life of Madigan and his 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 role in politics here. Do you have any take for us about how we're doing as a state legislature without Mike Madigan now? What would you say about what you're seeing?
1: Well, uh, it was really disappointing the level of uh, seriousness about ethics reform uh, last, last spring session, that after this horrendous situation in which Mike Madigan, because of being the target of of a widespread federal investigation uh, uh, that there was really no serious reform. And so that was extremely disappointing. And of course the badly gerrymandered mapping remapping that happened this year also is indicative of a system that shows that we're not a lot better off than uh, we once were. I think the jury is still out on Chris Welch, the speaker of the house who uh, succeeded Mike Madigan. Uh, Some of what we've seen from him is promising. For example, his, uh, Promised to abide by term limits that he won't serve in that role for longer than ten years. Of course, let's see what happens in nine more years. But so far, we've seen a, a modest improvement there. But uh, by and large, it seems like it's been a lot of politics as usual. Which has been very disappointing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm good. I'm glad to hear you're well. I'm glad to hear you haven't been kidnapped or being forced to write against your will. I, I was worried about you, David, but now I, I understand these are these are arguments you're making, and it's a good read. So check it out because it's worthy of the conversation. Um, Chicago Tribune, and do you have it posted as well at BGA?
1: Yeah, it's on the BGA website, and and. Um I've occasionally written about uh, you know the role that wealthy people play, and in fact, in, in this particular instance, the fact that two billionaires tried to buy the Chicago Tribune and save it from the hedge fund that is really kind of breaking it up, breaking it apart um, is another point that this column made that they don't they're not all bad, even though they've got so much money. They're not all
0: bad. check it out. Thank you, David. Enjoy your Thank weekend. You, okay. It's you uh, too.
1: Thanks a lot. Better all government
0: right. association president there.